Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson. It's great to be with you today. And just a reminder, as we work our way towards the top of the hour, KSL News Radio will cover live the Salt Lake County Council meeting that will begin uh, coming up in just about 10 minutes. And the vote that is expected on the recommendation, the mask mandate recommendation from Dr. Angela Dunn uh, from the county. And uh, we'll carry that live here on KSL News Radio as well as report on other activities that are going on as that debate continues to move on through the afternoon. Also, as Lindsay Ertz just uh, described, uh, that there is a new activity uh, in Afghanistan with the U.S. military. The Pentagon just announcing uh, 3,000 troops along with the uh, planes from the 82nd Airborne will be uh, hitting the airport there in Kabul within the next 24 to 48 hours, both to uh, help with embassy and other uh, people that need to be might need to be evacuated uh, from uh, that location as well as some support uh, mechanisms uh, as well on the ground. And so we'll continue to follow all of that uh, as we continue to follow the breaking news and uh, emerging news as it relates to the pandemic and uh, viruses, masks, uh, vaccines, mandates, and more. We'll follow all of that as we move along. Uh, but I want to shift gears uh, for a little bit here as we round out the 1 o'clock hour. And uh, a, a great day today, a great night tonight, actually, if you're looking for something to do. Uh, the Field of Dreams finally gets a game in Iowa. Everyone remembers the uh, great film, uh, Field of Dreams. Kevin Costner, of course, played the starring role there, uh, building a baseball field in the midst of the cornfield. And uh, it's uh, (laughs) one of those things where if you build it, they will come. And tonight they will come. The Chicago White Sox and the New York Yankees will play in Dyersville, Iowa. Uh, The game, uh, of course, had to be postponed last year due to the pandemic, uh, but it will take place tonight. And I have to tell you, I've uh, I have been there and uh, it's an it's a fascinating place to go. Uh, I was uh, this was about 20 plus years ago. Uh, I had uh, given a speech uh, there in Iowa, was uh, driving uh, from Waterloo to Dubuque, and I was a little grumpy, a little tired. Uh, but as I was driving along, I saw the sign that said, Dyersville, Iowa, home of the Field of Dreams. And so I made a quick detour. This was long before it had been developed uh, to what it is today. It really is a destination spot. Uh, when I was there, the only thing that was there was actually the field and the farmhouse and the corn. 
that was it. There was a little shack uh, where you could, uh, on the honor system, rent a mitt and a ball and a bat if you wanted to actually play on the field. Uh, I chose not to because I was the only one there. It was about uh, 5 o'clock at night uh, on a fall day, and uh, I just wandered around and uh, took a look at the uh, the field and sat in the stands. And, uh, of course, if you remember from the movie, uh, the great James Earl Jones uh, was part of that, playing the role of Terrence Mann. And he delivered, I think, one of the best speeches ever delivered in a movie uh, with the greatest voice ever in any movie, uh, that of James Earl Jones. But he talked about some important principles. These are the principles that I was thinking about as I wandered around the field of dreams uh, 20 plus years ago. But there also are some important lessons in there that all of us can apply today. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has ruled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again. People will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. I think there's some important lessons in there for sure. Uh, He talks about the idea of just wandering back to our childhood and to some of the things that uh, make community great, that make our cities and states great, that make our country great. And he said, as people reflect on those moments, it will be as if they dip themselves in magic waters. And uh, that's a that's a visual I really like uh, because baseball, it is part of us. It is the uh, American game, the great pastime. Uh, But I love this phrase that it reminds us of all that was once good and could be good again. And that's the the one thing that I think we continue to, to miss and lose in our society is that ability to remember, uh, to remember those moments to remember the the lessons, even in just uh, speaking uh, with uh, the new president of the University of Utah, Taylor Randall, uh, him reminiscing on some of those key mentors and key teachers that literally transformed his life. We all have people like that. Uh, we all have moments like that. There are principles like that. Uh, I shared with Amanda Dixon earlier this morning uh, a similar feeling uh, that I had not uh, in a cornfield in Iowa Uh, but actually in our nation's capital, uh, which is properly named a swamp. Uh, Now, we often think of the swamp in terms of the bad politics that goes on there. Uh, But to me, it's more than that. Now, it is a swamp because it is muggy. (laughs) It is hot, uh, especially in the summer months. And I'll never forget being back in D.C. uh, for a series of meetings. And it was one of those uh, it was one of those tough days in Washington, where the meetings were a little frustrating and and actually quite discouraging. Uh, The temperature outside was near triple digits and over 100% humidity, and it really felt like I was in the swamp, both figuratively and literally. And the whole city seemed kind of depressed. There was just kind of a uh, uh, malaise over the city. Uh, There was an, an angst and an exhaustion that was just palpable. You could feel it with everyone you talked to. 
And every place I went, every uh, Senate office, every House office I went into, they were, they were struggling with something. Uh, most of the members of Congress uh, were just, you know, kind of hunkering down and, and just trying to get along. And I was starting to buy into the whole mood. Uh, and I found myself getting more and more flustered and frustrated with all that was wrong with Washington. And then I walked outside. And I have to admit, I was uh, just stepping out of the United States Capitol. I was going to call an Uber because it was so hot and so muggy. Uh, but I walked out onto the National Mall and everything changed. Because I saw thousands and thousands of people from around the world coming to this awful, horrible, hot, humid place. (laughs) I saw people from Taiwan and South Africa, the nations of Europe and South America, from every state in the Union. And it was very clear to me they were not coming for the weather. They, They weren't even coming to see the members of Congress. They weren't coming for the food. They weren't even coming for the buildings, Uh, which by comparison to those in Asia or Europe really aren't all that old or all that impressive. And so I found myself with kind of that field of dreams moment of why do they come? Why do they come? Why do millions of people, about 22 million a year, go to Washington, D.C. and walk around that place in a kind of quiet reverence, speaking in hushed tones, eyes filled with wonder and even awe, and why? And the answer, of course, is because we built it. And people go to that swamp on the Potomac because it's a place where principles have been built, and people come to principles, the principles of freedom, principles of liberty and opportunity loom large in our nation's capital. People come just for the chance to experience those principles for themselves, or they come to ensure that their children or grandchildren know why they should come to that place. Because what we have built in this nation matters. And despite all our faults and failings and flaws as a nation in our politics and our rhetoric and our behavior, the principles infused in that place in Washington, D.C. still ring out. They ring true. It is Freedom's last best hope on earth, to be sure. The nation's capital is, at its best, a place for people of all ages and from every land to experience principles and that hope that burns in every human heart. So from Iowa to our nation's capital, it is a place that we have built on principle and people will continue to come and so should we. And we should remember all that can be good again. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately... We're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. 
Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.